this is like big bro y'all you know so (laughs) brothers and sisters we go back and forth and he got to tell me stuff a million times and you know it 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 is what it is but I'm, i'm definitely again like i said earlier this is something that i absolutely love and um sometimes that holding period is just me like you said looking a way to make it my own or put a spin on it or making sure that I completely understand before I put something in into, you know, till I give something before I give something a green light in a sense. I got to make sure it makes sense to me. I was always told in life, when you find a good friend, you do your best to hold on to them. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, my name, Brian H. Waters. It's another episode, episode five of breaking through the glass ceiling this will round out the first five episodes all featured my friends well me myself first but then my other four friends who i like to we call ourselves the fab five you heard from kelsey you heard from brandon you heard from renee now you hear from the fifth member my friend ashley baker Ashley and I met when I was working with Fox Sports 1340 right at the infancy of what we were doing there, putting together a social media team. So she has joined the podcast to discuss her journey, how she found Fox Sports 1340, which she's been doing afterwards, and how she's able to do all this while being a single mom. I encourage you to sit back and listen as she discusses that even as a single mom even getting started later than the average person she's still been able to break through the glass ceiling ladies and gentlemen ashley baker all right folks as promised i got the one the only the host of about nothing but sports ashley baker on the line ashley what's good hey brian what's going on oh man nothing much well first and foremost thank you for your time um i'm excited you know what are we in officially in 2020 yeah and what four years ago to the date of last week i should say was when we first met um when you joined the uh, crew known at the time as the Fox Sports 1340 crew. This is before the uh, station would go to the FM, which would also have a now has a signal of Fox uh, Sports 96.9. But um, how you feeling? What uh, you know? We will get right into this interview. Uh, now I know, but I want the people to know because you have a different journey than you know a lot of us. When did you decide that you wanted to get into sports? Oh, man. You know, I really feel like um, I I just should have done it much earlier. I've always loved sports. I've always loved talking, always loved debating sports. Um, Those that grew up around me, you know, they when I finally decided to take this leap into this field, you know, everybody was just asking, why did you wait? You should have always been doing this. Um, But I really don't think that I'd decided or really put it all together like oh my gosh this is what I should be doing probably until around maybe 2013-2014 and um, that's when I decided you know that I was going to start taking the steps to 
you know, go ahead and, and get this journalism, this sports journalism career popping. Um, but, you know, I, uh, you know, life happens. It is what it is. I kind of wish that I had knew a long time ago because I, I literally like eat, breathe and, you know, sleep sports. You know me. So <laughs> it's literally what I do. So I, I'd say around yeah, 2013, 2014 is when I decided that this is what I wanted to do. What happened to make you say now is the time? <clears throat> Honestly, it it was just this I couldn't kick the passion. Like I couldn't I couldn't really deny it anymore. And you know, I I just have like you said earlier, my, my journey is a bit different from others, and I'm pretty sure we'll get into that a little later. Um, but when I knew, like, the, that was literally, like, one of my strongest points is talking and analyzing and deboard, de- deboarding, debating sports. Um, I wanted to say debating and, like, sports at the same time. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> debating sports, when I realized that that is, it was just so natural to me um that's when I realized okay I needed to start working on turning my passion into a not a profit yeah you know like 50 percent of that but also you know I when I was in school I had this teacher who asked me what was if you could do something for 10 years and not get paid for it what would that something be and at the time in school, I was huge on astronomy. I love astronomy. I love learning about the planets and space and all of that stuff. And so my answer back then was astronomy. This was like 11th grade. And then I asked myself that question as an adult. And I thought to myself, I could just talk sports all day, every day um, and and be okay, you know, in a sense, not getting paid for it. You know, there's just that's just the passion. You know what I'm saying? Um, so when I, when I came to that realization, like, yo, this is, this is literally what I do. It is literally like in my DNA. That's when I decided I needed to move forward and, you know, start to make this thing into a career. So, um, I'm going to leave it open for you to break the fourth wall down. And in the wrestling world, that means, you know, tell the real secret. I'm going to say for you, and you can say what it is, but I'm going to say life happens and, you in a situation where obviously you got to take care of yourself what made you decide that now is the time to go back i understand you couldn't kick the passion but what made you actually decide that you wasn't going to let nothing stop you and actually pursue it rather than just be somebody who just was a big talker on the internet hoping for an opportunity I think a, a big part of it definitely was I wanted to do something, do this to prove something to myself, mm-hmm. make myself proud of myself, and also to make my kids proud of me. I'm a mom of two kids. Um, my, my oldest is 11. My, my son is eight. Um, so for all those uh, single moms out there, because I am a single mom, um, you know, a lot of the hang up was because, you know, I have to not only deal with myself, but, you know, deal with two kids and, you know, do school and work full time. And, you know, I, I just I wanted to I know 
when it all boils down to it, that I want to leave my children with something that they are proud of in regards to me once I leave this earth. And, it, you know, I, I, I ultimately want to be happy. I want to do something that I enjoy doing. I don't want work to be work for me. You know, I want it to be something that I enjoy. And, you know, I'm, I'm just, I really decided that I wanted that for my life. And that's what really made me say, okay, you know, I want my kids to be able to have something of me. I want me to be able to have something. I want to prove something to myself, prove something to my kids. And that's what really made me say, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and, you know, step out on faith. And regardless of everything I have going on and my circumstances, and I, I'm going to go ahead and, and do it. So I, I started, <laughs> started yeah. my journey. Well, you started your journey. Let's get right into it. 2000, the year's 2015. It's December 27th. Yeah, I still remember the date. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the date is 2000, uh, December 27th. Yeah. Um, you inbox Fox Sports 1340 on twitter or instagram i believe after you see an ad that says hey we're looking to grow and i say that because i'm the one who created it right (laughs) um (laughs) first of all what made you jump and take that leap of faith right there well so i definitely want to give a shout out to michael lau um michael lau is my mentor and um you know i had been talking to mike a couple of weeks prior uh, we actually met uh, via Facebook, and he recognized the, the passion just over my social media mm-hmm. that I had for sports and talking about sports, especially on social media. And he actually brought the um, posting up to me first. And he's like, you know, I really think that you should send in your resume. You know, you this is literally what you do. They're asking for a social media specialist, and this is literally what you do all day anyway. So go ahead and send your resume in. And I'm, you know... I, like, are you sure I should, Mike? And he was like, you know, I, I can be kind of hard-headed. I think you know that a little bit about me, Brian. Yes, but, indeed. Um, <laughs> I can be kind of hard-headed, but Mike was just, he just kept it 100 and was like, Ashley, send the damn resume, like straight up, just like that. And I was like, okay, he told me to send the damn resume, so I'm going to send the damn resume. <laughs> and so, um, you know, I, I sent it, and you hit me, like, immediately. Um, and yeah i mean you know the rest after that that's that's literally what yeah like after that it was literally history um after that but i i i I, you know at the time all i had was mike and Mm -hmm. you know again shout out to him because you know he essentially saw something in me that i didn't at the time see in myself i knew that this is something i wanted to do but for him to just say, go ahead and do it. Just do it. I'm telling you to just do it. That was like one of the best decisions that I have ever made. Yeah, shout out to Michael. Um, he mentors y'all on coming up in the business. He mentors me on how to be a mentor. <laughs> so yeah. he's the, he, as they say, your favorite, your mentor's favorite mentor. Um, which we'll be having him on the show, folks. Don't worry, because he has a plethora of stories to tell. Um, so you come on Fox Sports, you come aboard, you know, you do your social media thing and you, you kill it, you know, without a doubt. <laughs> Take us to the moment you went into and co- co- went to the Wizards game your first time as a reporter 
and as a social media analyst, because now the game has changed. You've been a basketball fan all your life, whether it's been the Wizards or the Warriors or whoever. We all know Dwayne Wade, anybody who knows you, first and foremost. <laughs> I don't even know if you like basketball before Wade was playing, because <laughs> I've never heard you talk. Not say you didn't like the game, but I've never heard you talk yeah. about a player prior to him. Um, yeah. Which, I mean, real quick, Dwayne Wade not listed on the all-decade team. How did that make you feel? Oh, man, I was kind of a, I mean, honestly, it was 50-50. Um, I, I don't know. I don't really, I haven't really processed that yet, Brian, actually. Because, <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't know. First, I, I think, I don't know. Because, personally, I put him over James Harden for the championships alone. But I'm just like, I wonder how it's being measured, in mm-hmm. a sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, are we, if we're just going by championships, are we going by the impact that the person has had on the game in the last decade? Are we going, you know, like, how are we measuring that there? You know what I mean? Because if we're going to go, I don't know. I probably wouldn't put Harden there, but I'm not necessarily saying that I would put, you know, D Wade there either. I okay. Know. It sounds really strange coming from me. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, Take us to that moment where now the game has changed for you and yeah. now you're covering games. So once I got off the phone with you, um, you know, that day, um, our director, Glenn, the director at the time, Glenn Thomas. Shout Glenn, out to Glenn. Shout out to Glenn. Shout, shout out to Glenn. Glenn calls me immediately. We have a phone conversation. He's like, yeah, I definitely, you know, want you on the team. And I think like two days later, or either the next day, Glenn texts me and it's like, hey, can you cover, you know, the Wizards and the Pistons? And I'm like, uh, sure. <laughs> and he's like, you know, I know you've never, you know, covered, you haven't done this part. So, you know, he was just really cool about it. He was like, you know, I just, just go and just check out the game. Just, uh, you know, pay attention to what's going on around you. Just observe your surroundings and, you know, just, just go and have a great time. That's, that's initially what he said, you know. And so I said, okay, I'm going to do that. But of course, you know, I kind of got really nervous on the way to the arena. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I cannot believe this is, like, happening. This is really a big deal. And, um, you know, I did exactly what Glenn told me to do. Um, I enjoyed the game, but I did a lot of observing. Um, and I paid attention to questions that were asked to the players and locker room etiquette. And, um, you know, what was such a good thing for me, I felt like, which really kind of, kind of solidified in my mind like almost just made me feel like okay yeah girl this is this is you is a lot of the things that I learned you know locker room etiquette player etiquette the things you shouldn't should not ask I kind of already knew it was kind of just natural like I said earlier it's just like media 101 like stuff that I already knew without even really being taught it you know if, if it makes sense um, so it, it definitely opened my eyes and, uh, wasn't starstruck or anything. It was business, you know, business went in there and, and did the interviews in the locker room and really, really decided at that point and knew like, yo, this is, this is for me. This is where I belong. I belong in locker rooms asking questions. This is it. This is it. I, I, I knew it. And I'm super grateful for Glenn for that opportunity. Yeah, so now, you know, we get into the season. Um, at that time, we were closing out the – we was getting ready for the 50th Super Bowl. 
you know, and then um, we was also, it was 2016, we were looking at the record-setting year for the Warriors. Yep. Also, <laughs> the uh, record-setting year for the um, for the Cavaliers, because they would finally bring a championship. Talk about being in the business now, because you've been in, you've been a fan for so many great moments, you know, the Heat. Uh, Dwayne Wade and LeBron James finally get the championship. Um, you've been a football fan, not the Dallas Cowboys winning the championship, of course. Uh, wow, since you was in the- <laughs> wow, that's crazy. That was such a jab, yo. Such a jab. But but you see, it's supposed to be things. an uplifting interview. <laughs> it, it is, um, but you see stuff like you know Ray Lewis retiring yeah. at the Super yeah. Bowl, but now you're in the business. Yeah. You're working in sports. You have Peyton Manning going out with a Super Bowl. You, like I said, we got Steph Curry hitting 400 plus three pointers. Talk about it now, and talk about how you're watching sports now from a business standpoint, and thinking about what you got to do to relate information on social media to to serve sports fans everywhere. Well, like you said, um, it was you know it's definitely a different viewpoint. Um, it was, I've always had this, uh, I felt like unique sense of like timing, uh, making sure that information is accurate and put out quickly, um, on the social media platforms and, um, not things that are so, you know, this, our generation, um, you know, I guess we're millennials. Are we considered millennials? Yes, we are. Yeah, we are considered millennials. I think we judge millennials and we're like, yo, we're millennials. We need to chill. Um, you know, we tend to want everything quick, fast, and in a hurry. And, um, but we still want to make sure that information is accurate and things like that. So I think, um, I've even, even as just a fan, Brian, I've always, um, felt the need to get out the correct information and I've always had this thing about me where I felt like I wanted to be the first person to tell you about it so Mm -hmm. that didn't really change you know because I was like that before I you know got in the business um on social media which is why Mike recommended the job to me um so it, it didn't really change that much um I have come to find now, though, um, even back then, it wasn't the way it is now. Like, social media is a big deal. Like, it's huge. And um, now it's about kind of the same thing, making sure that you get the information out, um, making sure that it's accurate, making sure that it's uh, timely. And um, now people just love to talk. So... Um, I, I realized that I'm a great conversation starter <laughs> on like social media and people like to conversate. Like people love to like talk about these sports topics and give their opinions and, you know, stuff like that on social media. It's a, it's, it's crazy. Did I answer the question? <laughs> I feel like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't really feel like I've, I don't know. I don't really feel like it's much of a difference from when I was a fan to like now. Mm So I've always still wanted to make sure that what I'm saying out of my mouth is, you know, accurate and true. And I wanted to, to 
to put it out there in a sense where people would talk and talk and talk because I just love to talk sports. I love to hear people's point of views. It's kind of the same thing if I answered the question right. (laughs) No, you did. (laughs) You did. So, you know, I got to ask everybody this question on this show. Mm-hmm. You know, the title of the show is called Breaking Through Glass Ceilings. What was the moment yes. to your career thus far where you broke through the glass ceiling? Or I should say you felt like you broke through the glass ceiling. I'm not going to toot my own horn, but I do feel like it's a couple of moments. <laughs> but I think one of them, um, which is something that I definitely wanted to do, is I honestly that year that you're talking about, the year where... The Warriors, you know, went 73 and 9, and uh, you and I and Kelsey covered the Warriors and the Wizards game mm-hmm. um, here in DC. And um, this is a story that you, I, you and I and Kelsey just, we love to like rehash the story, everybody. But, um, you know, I think that that night, I think Steph put up like 50 points that night. Put up 50 um, points because everybody, points we, we ignore Walls 40 because Steph was so good that night. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, we we were in the locker room and there was just this funny moment where, um, you know, we were in the Warriors locker room. It's this funny moment um, where, you know, Steph and everybody were coming from out of the showers and um, I guess Steph had like this axe spray and, um, you know, we were at Draymond's, we were at Draymond's locker and we were interviewing Draymond and um, Steph came out of, you know, the showers and had this axe spray and he kind of sprayed it, but didn't spray it on itself, kind of sprayed it in the air and it made me jump. The sound of it kind of made me jump. And I was like, whoa. And then he's, you know, he tapped me and said, oh, I'm sorry. And I was like, it's okay, Steph. And he was like, no, no, I'm sorry. Do you want some? And I'm like, no stuff like what are you trying to say like do I smell funny like I didn't know and you know at this point the entire locker room is kind of like laughing at us a bit. even Draymond even Draymond you know we were all kind of the, you know all the other reporters were all kind of just laughing at Steph and I's dialogue dialogue towards each other and um you know after that we uh you know he stopped talking and you know my I, I was singing on the praise team at my old church at that moment. And my praise director had said to me, you know, we were going to cancel praise team. And I know how praise team rehearsals. So I know how much of a, you know, a believer in crisis stuff is. And I just wanted to kind of hear what he would, you know, say, um, once I brought that up. And so I, I said it out loud. I'm like, you know, Hey, my, my director is trying to cancel praise team. And Steph turned around immediately and he was like, Oh no, he can't cancel praise team can't cancel praise him and then everybody would just bust out laughing we all start you remember we all just start and at that at that moment i mean that just having and then after that of course you know me and you and kelsey and and, and steph we talked about the super bowl because that year is the year that the panthers were going to the super bowl and you know steph was you know going to be it going was that next week to, yeah it was the, it was the next week so we all sat and talked about that and you know i was just on such a high that entire night once i left the arena even going home my adrenaline was pumping and i think at that point i realized like you know one of my biggest goals brian is to once i'm fully in locker rooms and i, I want players to be able to kick it with me and chat and laugh and be cool um with this you know this media person you know I always wanted to you know be that person and I think at that moment that night I realized yo you got it in you you act you absolutely can be that person um maybe Steph is just super nice I don't know 
<laughs> but um, at that moment, I kind of felt like that I, I broke a, a, a glass ceiling. And um, because um, so often those players kind of clam up around women, in a sense, um, I, I don't know why, um, but they kind of clam up ab- around the women. And even times I've been in a locker rooms where I'm just standing there watching TV and having conversations with Bradley Bill. Mm-hmm. You know, just like like a homegirl kicking it, you know. So um, at that at that moment, I knew that this is all right. You know, you want to this is what you want to be to these players. Somebody they feel like they can talk off camera to and conversate and be comfortable with. You can do it. You can do it because you just did it just now. Um, so I think that was one of the moments, probably like my top moment of, of feeling like that I was making progress. In the business. Now, now, another player that, because um, you just reminded me of another story, and I want you to share was uh, Josh no- Josh Norman, Washington Redskins, preseason. Oh, yeah. Yeah, talk about that night. Yeah, I think you're talking about, um, I'm sorry, you're not covered Josh a couple times, but. This was the first uh, time was he you, was. Me, you, and Wally, right? Yeah, it was the first time he was, uh, this was his, the first season, right yeah. after he left the Panthers. The first, the preseason before his first season with the Redskins, they right. played the Bills that day. Yes. Yeah. And um, we interviewed him. And Josh Norman, shout out to Josh Norman. He is super nice. Josh will talk to you. And, you know, he he's really a really, really nice guy. And, um, you know, he talked to us for quite some time. Even um, once we were done interviewing, I think we had a little conversation with him. But, you know, I said to Josh, I'm like, listen, I need you to make sure that you, you know, retweet our stuff. Um, when we tag you in it, I need you to make sure that you retweet it. I need to make sure I need you to make sure that you like it. I need to make sure, you know, and I, I guess just me kind of having the personality that I have. And, you know, he he literally remembered and it was a, it was like a few hours later and you can can't imagine and I, I think that ours was the only thing that he had retweeted and i'm pretty sure that other outlets had you know mentioned him in their you know tweet or whatever after you know the interview but i thought it was really cool that you know he kind of like listened to me you know what i'm saying like she told me to do this let me make sure i do this so that was that was pretty cool that's what you're talking about right yeah yeah that's what i'm talking yeah. about yeah. now cool. just now just talk about the um the challenges that you had building a brand because you know most people who come into this business in their like early in their careers they're usually with established brands or smaller stations that's been established but they don't have the um the goal of becoming bigger because usually people start off local with local, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's a sports station or well, I should say most times it's a news station, you know, like, um, we've had, um, like Brandon Williams on the podcast who went to school when he talked about working with school station upcoming, you know, spoiler alert, having, uh, Jay Jackson on podcast and she's going to talk about just moving in different, uh, locations that you may not be familiar with. But these are established stations. You are somebody yeah. who's worked with um, a radio station that was established as a radio station. It was primarily a Christian and sports station. We come along, we decide, hey, we want to change things up a little bit, create right. social media, and we're going to cover the locals, but we're going to also give you some a taste and cover some of the national stories as well to the point 
we have become the local go-to for the um, the local go-to place for those bigger stories. Talk about the challenges you had with doing some of that, creating that content, trying to get that content out, because I saw a lot of success that you made, but just talk about the challenges. Well, you know, I, um, one of the challenges for me was, um, honestly, just figuring out where to key in, mm-hmm. um, because, I mean, DC is, you know, great sports town. I think they're like the eighth sports market or whatever. And, um, so it's plenty of news, plenty of local stuff, um, so there was for me i'd say there was a bit of like a challenge in regards to the balance um because we're just going to be honest um you know dc is a huge sports town but their teams don't do all that well this was in the past y'all now we talking you know the 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 capitals got a championship the nats got a championship the mystics got a championship you know so this was you know i'm talking about a few years ago um, they haven't always been the winningest town. So, you know, I guess news can kind of be slow, but mm-hmm. you still wanted to make sure that you were putting that stuff out there still because, you know, you're in D.C. Um, one of my struggles was definitely trying to find the balance. Um, I I love the big stories. And the most talked about stuff, because again, I love conversation. And so the bigger the story, the more people are talking about it, the more conversation it is, you know what I mean? So, I mean, that was just kind of something that I always had, I always wanted to be, again, that conversation starter. So I had to kind of find a balance of uh, still making sure that, you know, we didn't leave our DC peeps hanging, you know what I'm saying? For the national stuff or for the big stories. And, um, uh, to be honest, I mean, sometimes it worked. Um, sometimes it didn't. Sometimes, you know, you had to, you know, sometimes you had to remind me, hey, let's make sure, you know, we keying in on, you know, risking stuff or, you, you know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. Because I would just be wanting to talk about whatever is national and big and, again, just wanting conversation and to do numbers and so um, that was a challenge for me, balance, finding a balance. Do you remember your first, and it's okay if you don't, do you remember your first original tweet that you made that went viral? Maybe Peyton Manning? Ah, yeah, it was. <laughs> was it a Peyton Manning? Yeah, it was Peyton Manning retiring. Peyton Manning's retirement, yeah. So- so I'll be I'll be for I admit this publicly because uh, I think I told you this privately when you tweeted it, uh, you followed I want to say I can't remember the reporter's name but it was a big time reporter one outlet had covered it it was just that reporter had said uh, Peyton Manning expected to announce his retirement so you found the story um, for whatever reason everybody else was hesitant. And you said it, and I was sitting there, I was like, "Uh uh-oh, did we just put something out that may not be true? I'm not seeing nobody else cover it. And then I asked you, and you was like, yeah, Brian, I did everything you told me to do, yada, yada, yada. And then I I checked the wording, sure enough, you said, expect it. And I can remember, like, 
wow, she really listened. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> just in case this comes back to haunt us. Well, yeah. man decide, and I was just like, kind of low-key praying, like, please, just don't decide to come back next year. <laughs> yeah, because at that point, when I had put it out there, it was getting so much traction. Mm-hmm. I think it just, you were just like, whoa, I really hope we don't have to, like, double back on this, like, backpedal. Because, but I think it was really important. And again, that is something that I have, I th- you know, now that I'm kind of talking this through with you, Brian, I think, you know, I'm a huge TV person. I love watching TVs and shows and movies. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, that's where a lot of this just, it seems natural stuff comes from me. Um, because I, I just, I just knew that I could not put something out there like that without the wording being correct it is all about the wording to this day i'm going to tweet and you know you'll have your trolls say something to me about something and i'll have to kind of clap back and be like that's not what this said you didn't read it pay attention to the wording um but that was just uh, yeah i think you you were super nervous (laughs) you were super nervous that night but i was like yo i got the I said, you know, let's make sure that this word is correct. Um, and I think that that's, you know, just for anybody in the future that wants to make sure that you're, you know, doing, you're doing social media and you're breaking news and or stuff like that. Wording is so important and, and it's much more important than timing. Um, and that's what I've learned as well. Um, it's all good to try to get the information out there first, but you want to make sure that your wording is on point because, people will dissect so quick and that's what I didn't want to happen on that tweet but I think it was the paint man and one that that kind of did numbers for us initially yeah I wasn't scared yeah. well, <laughs> I was gonna I mean, put it out there and, and, well, and you, just was relying on the wording to save us if it needed to save us look you're talking to somebody who was tweeting for sports center right <laughs> during the summer league game I said something about a player. I forgot which player it was. But I said, oh, wow, it does great showing that this rookie can dunk. And I had the 76ers mm-hmm. themselves reply, well, if he's a rookie, then what's this? And I was sitting there like, well, what are they talking about? And then I went to somebody. They said, dude, because, oh, he's no rookie. I said, oops. So then I had to reply, yeah. like, my bad. Now, mind you, 15 million followers. Everybody's true. Exactly. Oh, sports Yikes. center needs to fire the intern. This, that, and other. But <gasps> yeah, oh yeah. That uh, I mean I don't think you've told me this story. I oh, I didn't tell me this one. <laughs> no, I don't think you told me this one, Brian. Yeah, yeah. So when that happened, yeah, I'm putting myself out there. Uh shout out to my manager, Steve Brayban, who wasn't working that night. But I told him what happened. And he was just like, Oh, so you had fun with it though, right? I said, Yeah, I just put out like, oops, my bad, such and such. And that's when see Steve was so Steve, I think, was like three or four years older than me. Um, he's like one of the uh, big time producers at Design Network now, the Boxing Network. And he told me, like, sometimes you're going to make mistakes. Just have fun with it. You know, as long as it's nothing drastic. The goal was not to end up on Deadspin. But he said one time he accidentally tweeted uh, something from the Sports Center account that was just, you know, it was something personal, like go Steelers. He's a Pittsburgh guy. But in fact, the matter is, when you make mistakes like that, you just, you have fun with it, you know? And so I was, you know, but a lot of times when you do make mistakes, that stuff sticks with you. So I was just like, I hope we ain't do that tonight. Right, right. Yeah, I didn't know about that story. You ain't tell me that one. That's uh, crazy. I thought I did. <laughs> yeah. Well, 
<laughs> well, let's fast forward. You, um, you know, obviously the time at Fox Sports was wonderful. Um, you know, you you dipped into the podcast game. Matter of fact, talk about that for a little bit. You and Josh, uh, the Cowboy Zone. Oh, Cowboy Zone, yeah. <laughs> Cowboy Zone was um, Cowboy Zone was super fun. Um, Cowboy Zone was kind of decided on maybe maybe mid season, a little after mid season. Um, the 2016 season, Zeke and Dak's first year, and they were just doing so amazing. And just, I mean, the world was convinced that this was Dallas's year, um, that first year. And it was just, yeah, no, it was just, it was just so much talk. There was no way that we could not be a part of the conversation. Again, I like to talk. And so Josh and I, you know, and along with Glenn, and I think I'm pretty sure you had some input on that too, Brian. Um, you know, decided to come out with Cowboy Zone, and it was an hour where we um, did a podcast and talked about the events in Dallas and what we liked and what we saw. And um, you know, me and Josh just had a a blast with it. It was it was a really good time. You know, until we lost. Well, we sorry y'all. Spoiler alert: I'm a Dallas fan. Um, but, (laughs) um, until we, you know, till stuff started going downhill, but that was a great time. I love talking cowboy stuff. It was a great time. Yeah. And you know, that was your dip, your first dip into the podcast game. We'll get more into, um, you will get back later, but, um, you know, after your time with Fox sports came to an end, well, first and foremost, before we end, before we go transition, what was the, a time where you had to come out your comfort zone? while working at Fox Sports? Um, you, you, listen, Brian is going to have a lot of input on this part, guys. I'm just letting y'all know now. <laughs> um, he already know where I'm about to go with it. But honestly, so I'm a talker. I love to talk. And um, it's weird because I enjoy to write as well. But I just... I just I love this this sports thing so much not just with my talking but writing and I just want everything to be perfect I want everything to be perfect before I decide to like introduce it to the world or something like that I guess that's what my mind state is and Brian has always pressed me out guys to like write 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 and um, I understand how important writing is I, I completely understand it but I'm just a talker I, I feel like I talk better and you know, Brian tells me all the time, guys, he's like, you know, your writing is so much stronger than what you even know. Like, you're a great writer. And I think that that is one of, you know, I, I didn't come to Fox to be on air. I didn't come on Fox um, to be a writer. I didn't, you know, just come to Fox to decide to do podcasts. Initially, it really was all about social media um, when I first got pulled on. So I'd have to say those three areas right there being on camera writing and podcasting were all times where I was taken out of my comfort zone because social media is literally like I that is I love it but um these other areas you know took me out of my comfort zone so you know but writing for sure (laughs) writing for (laughs) sure it was just Man, Brian loved to take me out of my comfort zone with writing, y'all. And he uh, he, he knows that it's just going to make me stronger. Um, of course, when you're not comfortable, you just become this much stronger individual. Um, but yeah, definitely writing. 
I mean, we're looking at you now. <laughs> but now let's move on. You uh, after that, you move on, and you go to nuts and bolts. Talk about that experience. Yeah. So, um, shout out to Joe with nuts and bolts sports. Um, I'm actually, um, we're we're revamping some stuff and um, putting some stuff in place. I am currently uh, helping out on that end as social media. Uh, manager as well there Um, and that is pretty cool Um, Joe is super dedicated and a hard worker and I actually covered the Georgetown game um, a couple of weeks ago for Nuts and Balls Sports and um, it, there were several people that, you know, came up to me, hey, are you under Nuts and Bolts Sports? And, you know, Joe is such a hard worker. He's so A, B, and C and um, <clears throat> it's some great things coming from from that company, from from those guys at Nuts and from us at Nuts and Bolts Sports. I definitely want to help him out um, in regards to that. So um, you, got a, you guys got a lot of stuff coming from him in 2020. He is motivated and determined and he has a lot of things and opportunities lined up so yeah it's pretty pretty cool wow did you ever think like you would be this fast in your career kind of help taking a company to the next level no i had no clue and it's it's so funny joe knows like we have had this conversation, him and I, before, um, where I was just kind of just, and of course, thanks to you, um, just dropping all of this knowledge on social media and building your brand on social media and A, B, and C. And I actually was kind of shocking myself when I was dropping all this knowledge. And I'm like, wow, I've learned so much in such a short amount of time. And he just like was like, I absolutely have to have you on. You know, I have to have you on a team. You, you know, A, B, and C, you have this. And I'm just like, I just really, really appreciate appreciate you, of course, for, you know, um, just putting those things in me. And um, I felt like, wow, like kind of like a, not a turning point in a sense, but just like, wow, that's, that's crazy that I'm able to, I, I, I really just shocked myself with everything that I was telling him and how we should do this and how we should do that. And the individuals that he um, decided to go and talk to about what I was saying, you know, um, other people, you know, they were just like, yo, yes, this is it. This is what it needs to be. And other individuals that um, have degrees in these areas and, you know, stuff like that were like, yo, she's right. This is actually what you need to do to grow your business and grow your brand on social media. So, <clears throat> I didn't think at this point, excuse me, that I would be that influential in, in helping a brand like grow. Really, I didn't think not yet. <laughs> I mean, I'm not surprised because, you know, one thing I always said was you listen. You might fuss a little bit as <laughs> you might say, but no, I want to do it my way. But in the end, you always listen. Just like the whole time you fussing back, you taking notes. And then I was like, hmm. You did exactly what I said you should do. Or you put your own spin on it. And then you make it yours, which I always say, like, look, I'm not gonna know all the answers, but take what I take the advice I give you and then yeah. put your own flavor on it. This is like big bro, y'all. So, you know, so <laughs> brothers and sisters, we go back and forth and he gotta tell me stuff a million times and you know, it it, it is what it is. But I'm I'm definitely again, like I said earlier, this is something that I absolutely love. And um, sometimes 
that holding period is just me, like you said, looking a way to make it my own or put a spin on it or making sure that I completely understand before I put something in into, you know, till I give something before I give something to green light in a sense. I gotta make sure it makes sense to me. Um, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, like I just wanna perfect my craft. And um I have no problem not being the smartest person in the room ever. I, I have I want to be around people that know more about this business than I do. Um, Cause I'm, I, I want to learn, you know that about me. I love to learn and to do new stuff, you know, take me a minute to kind of get out of the comfort zone, but you know, I, you know me. So mm-hmm. yeah. Well, we talking about getting out of your comfort zone. We talk about being around people, being around people that's like-minded. Tell the world about, your very first national of uh, national association of black journalists convention oh so that was this year <laughs> in my last year, year. well oh, y'all it is 2020 right this was that was last year in 2019 um in miami and this is something that brian has been trying to get me to go to since 2016 and um i don't know i guess the timing just wasn't right um back then you know i'm starting to look at life like everything happens for a reason so apparently I just wasn't supposed to attend those other years but last year was an absolute ball um it felt so good to be around people that I guess kind of like talk my same language um I mean I have a full-time job and I'm you know 90% of my office is are women um and I can't rap and talk about the sports life or the the journalist business with my everyday people. I, you you just can't do it for the most part. And so it felt really good to spend that week down with you know, like you said, like minded people and just get insight and attend panels. And once I left there, man, and I just left with a, a sense of like. Yo, I, I'm going to definitely make this happen and new and fresh ideas for, you know, my own stuff and my brand that I'm trying to build. And it was it was really cool. It was really cool. I know you was happy when I finally like I don't think I don't think you believed it until I like got on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Ryan believed it until like, yo, I'm getting on the plane now. My flight lands at 1230. Like, that's when I think you was like, oh, yo, she's really, really coming because it had just been so many, again, life, it just been so many hiccups and um, kind of barriers um, stopping me from getting down there in the previous years. So, yeah, it was definitely, I, I literally, I'm making that a part of a travel plan like every year. I mean, like, day, we I go back to there. the we go back to the one in DC where yeah. you uh it was like we was right there. We was it was uh, me, um, Dwayne, Hugh, Brandon, CJ, Mikhail. We yeah, we were all down there. It was like, yeah. hey, you come in, and it was like, yeah. oh, something came up. I so, think it was probably something with I don't know if it was I don't know if it was I was having like car issues or something. And I don't know if I think I don't I, I thought was, I was supposed to Uber or something down yeah. there and just hiccups, just just hiccups, stuff yeah, just but, you know what's just happening. And then we get to this year, and I think I was standing next to I want to say I might have been around Kelsey and Renee. Um, 
you know, shout out to two other members of Fab Five. And I'm not <laughs> sure who got there first, you or Brandon. I feel like you got there first. Uh, and it was like, hey, y'all, I'm here. Because <laughs> I remember Brandon showing up in the middle of the day with his uh, hooper shorts on still. <laughs> Like yeah, no, he came. I think you were there first, and then think Renee. But I think Kelsey well, I was got there, there Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, I, Kelsey I, got I was there before me though because she had was, a panel. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but one of the things I'm gonna share this highlight from that day, uh, that weekend. I think for me, one of the biggest highlights that made me sit back, and I was just still, I was proud. And this moment is still in my uh, phone, in my gallery, oh, under the gosh. favorites. Uh, I think you know where I'm going with this. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Was our good friend Mark Gunnels. Shout out to Mark Gunnels. Shout out to Mark. Of the Mark My Words podcast. Make sure you check that out with him and Aisha. Uh, just talking sports every week. Um. Mark has said something. I forgot who y'all oh, was talking. Uh, okay, hold on. I can tell you, we were talking about Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady. That's why. Why wouldn't it have been that? Because yeah. I don't think Mark is the biggest Mahomes boy. And let's see, what is this? This is uh, we're recording on January first. This will air on January twelfth. So I mean January thirteenth. So I hope that by the time this airs, it'll be we'll be getting ready for the Ravens. Oh, Chiefs. Hey, you'll see matchup, huh? Yeah, and quite frankly, I don't care. It could be the Ravens and Patriots, or the Ravens and Bills, or Ravens and Texans. But uh, nobody rides harder for Tom Brady than our good. Fr- I mean, for uh, Mark Gunnels than our good friend. I mean, nobody rides harder for Patrick Mahomes than our good friend Mark. Yeah. And I remember sitting there. And I, we, we're waiting for this, this uh, sports debate panel. It's got uh, Joy Taylor, Rob Parker, Chris Broussard. Yeah. And they had where you could. And this is why you should go to NABJ, folks. They allowed you. They gave you. It was a workshop where you could debate with these people. These same people you see on TV. You could debate with them. You picked it. They give you a list of topics. You pick them. And, well, I wanted Ashley to participate so bad. But for whatever <laughs> really reason, did. she wouldn't. But we're sitting there, and all of a sudden, while we're waiting for you know just to start, I turn around and I just see Ashley, you know, not loud, but just spilling on facts. So of course, me, I have to capture the moment. <laughs> so I pull out my phone and I just record it, and I post it on Twitter. And uh, shout out to our good friend, she knows sports, uh, Tarika uh, Foster. Man. Yeah, I remember. I think Tarika was just like, I don't even know her, but her passion, and I'm gonna like follow her, but yeah. I don't even know what she's talking about. But I believe right. her. I mean, make sure I say this: Tarika Foster Br- Brasby. I almost messed up. Didn't say her full name. My apologies. But she's hey girl. When she tweeted, I mean, when she replied to that tweet, it was just so great because I deal with this on a regular basis. I don't even like debating sports. But yeah, Ashley be talking. They say, I know we almost dang on there arguing in the morning or the evening because she just thinks Tom Brady's the greatest thing ever. And, you know, mm-hmm. I'm tired of Tom Brady. But to me, that was another glass ceiling because, you know, for somebody to go down to Florida for their first NABJ 
and take that opportunity to show people, hey, I'm here. I'm not just coming to observe. I'm, yeah, I'm coming to observe, but I'm going to let everyone make an impression. People are going to know who I am. And that's what you did. And I feel like half the room, like half of the back of the room was oh, paying no. attention to Everybody us. was paying attention. You you were oh. in the moment. I looked. Oh. Everybody was paying attention. It was what she said. It's like, oh, she got him. Yo, 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 what you going to say? And Mark... <laughs> Love you, bro, but you couldn't say nothing. <laughs> every... <laughs> well, here's the thing. Here's the deal. With this is and, and look, look, Mark, Mark got a cut. He got some ammo for me now, though. You know what I mean? Because I mean, I didn't nope. hear that in the beginning of the season, but now he would have a little more of a stronger case. I, I I'm going to say this. Yeah. At the time of this taping, he True. does not because <laughs> look, I, I made a prediction at the beginning of the season. My prediction. I'm going to be real. I never picked the Patriots to win the Super Bowl. I was so irritated last year when they did that I said, mm. you know what? It is what it is. They're going to win it. I'm, I'm picking the Patriots. I had the Patriots beating the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. One of those picks not happening. Let's rev this up and make it both. Now, mm. obviously, that's not my, po- my postseason prediction now, but until Tom Brady is gone, <laughs> you, you, you still got the ammo, sis. <laughs> Listen, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was but, it was a good time. But yeah, time. you know, uh, and that's the, like I said, that's one of the reasons why I go hard for NABJ each and every year. I tell everybody uh, I'm in the media relations business, you know that, and I've let been able to for me use it as a great platform to share what I do. Now, this is the you know I guess we could say the main event of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> You talked about being able to create your own. Well, coming up, we are getting ready. What I've been waiting for for a long time seems like, you know, Power does this thing where they give us a little bit. By now, you know, some episodes on air by the time this airs. But, you know, they give us a little bit power, how to get away with murder. Then they boom, mid-season finale. And then we wait. Or season finale. We're getting ready finally for season two. Of your podcast yeah. about nothing but sports. Yep. Tell us the thought process in putting this together and what made you finally say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to step out on faith because that's what we know it was. I'm going to step yeah. out on faith and create my own. Conversation. I'm I'm just going to re- revert back to that this entire interview Brian because I love to talk sports and it is literally um I think I've realized that it is in a sense therapeutic to me um and I I don't mind having this therapy session every week <laughs> so that is that is one of the main reasons why I'm like you know I need to I need the people to hear me I need people it's one thing to see me behind um behind a social media platform it is something completely different to hear me talk it um what i give on social media ain't got nothing on what you hear out of my mouth like it's completely different um in a sense it's a completely different person in a sense um but i i i knew that i needed to get people to i wanted people to like hear me um on a weekly basis and hear my insight and my opinion and um thanks to you 
um, you know, you taught me that, hey, yo, you can you can do this. You know, this is this is modern technology here. You know, we you can like do a podcast and, you know, you, you taught me the things that I needed to do to, you know, make the podcast. I, I'm going to make this word up listenable. <laughs> make people listen to it. And, um, you know, I thought I think season one was awesome. The season one was really good. Shout out to um, Andre Sutton. He was my co-host for season one. Um, and I learned a lot from that season and the things that I want to take forward into season two and beyond. I'm going forward. It will just be me. Um, so it'll be a solo dolo act. Um, but I just wanted people to start hearing me and hearing my voice and knowing that honestly, um, uh, another half of it is, is as I can, I can, I can roll toe for toe like I can I can talk this sports thing too like don't let the fact that I'm a girl or a woman like fool you like I does this and I need you to hear that I does this like I don't want you to think that I'm getting my information from anybody else when you see me tweeting or doing something on a social media platform like I does this so I ain't gonna lie 50% of that is just making sure you know that I can I can go I can slow toe to toe too (laughs) like talking it um, and so I, I just wanted people to hear me because I really think that I am like one of a kind when it comes to a woman in this business. I am different. And I, I think it took a long time. You know, it's taken a long time for me to be able to say that, Brian, because it's something I didn't necessarily want to accept. Um, <laughs> you know, you have been saying it for the last four years and I'm just like, Ugh. Okay, but now, you know, it is what it is. I am different, and I want people to hear that it's okay to be different. And it's okay to um, be this woman that's passionate about um, something like sports. Ain't nothing wrong with it. And that's when I was like, you know, I'm going to go ahead and and do this podcast thing. Wow. Well, I can definitely say this, man. I'm just so proud of everything you've done, everything obstacle and hurdle you've jumped over or i should say leaped over in a single bound uh and obviously you're still young in this business which means you have your best days ahead of you but the ones behind you are pretty darn good um what's next what can people look forward to uh what can people look forward to from this season on about nothing but sports or from you per se out of um nuts and bolts or what have you well personally for for about nothing but sports um again just making sure that i'm heard and i really want um I've always felt like, and this is a little nugget that I'm going to drop because I'm pretty sure we're nearing the interview. I've always felt like that I started this thing a little too late, Ryan. And I just want to encourage the ones that have dreams and inspiration, um, aspirations. And um, it's not too late um, to follow your dreams. And that was a bit of a, a, a hindrance to me early on. I got two kids and I got this going on and I'm not going to be able to do this. And um, that is just literally, literally the attack of the enemy. And to anybody listening to this, do it, go for it. It's the things that you can, that, that will happen if you put your all into it is going to be beyond your wildest dreams. 
Um, so I just want to be heard again. And, and I want folks to know, like, uh, women are just so overlooked in this business as far as being able to literally talk it like a man does. You know what I mean? And it's only a few, I mean, it's only a few of us um, that I feel like um, that I've ran into. I could, you know, I've only run into a few folks that can really, really do that. Shout out to Mikhail, because I feel like Mikhail Ramos, who's the host of um, Rolling with Ramos, her podcast is great. I've been on her show plenty of times. She's like another, you know, me. We're We're very, very similar in being able to just show that women can do this too um so I I just want to continue to show that you're going to get a lot more of me because it's just me of course I'm going to have my guest and everything on but I kind of um I want to uh want I don't want to hold back I feel like first season I kind of held back a bit Uh um I don't want to hold back it's it's literally no holds barred this time you know so you're gonna you're gonna get you you are y'all are in for a ride. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you in for a ride. Season two and going forward, we in for a ride. As far as nuts and bolts sports again, we're up um we're up and coming. Um, you're gonna see a whole lot of dope social media con um content coming from them. Uh, and and you know I plan on being behind a lot of that. Um, so definitely make sure you guys follow that platform. Um, as well on social media, nuts and bolts sports, is what it is. Um on all social media platforms, I believe. So, yeah, I'm excited. It's going to be she, dope. <laughs> she's excited. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before we go, let the people know where they can find you. Yeah, so I am on Twitter as Ashley Baker underscore 21. I think that's my Twitter name, yeah. Um, you can also follow <laughs> um, um, at Sports A-N-B-P as in platform, as in Paul, Peter, um, and that is where you're going to get, uh, I'm, I'm going to, on season two, I want to, you know, get questions from you guys that listen in and, you know, want to address those questions on, you know, shows the following week, um, so make sure that you follow uh, that platform as well, where you can go ahead and DM me or, you know, tweet me any questions, comments, whatever. Um, I definitely want to be more interactive this season with um, my followers and my listeners of the show. So that is, um, that that's where you can find me. Ashley Baker underscore 21 on um, Twitter, uh, Ash, Ashley in 1221 on Instagram and uh, Ashley Baker on Facebook. All right. Well, it's <laughs> definitely a lot, but we'll be making sure that the links will be dropped in the description just in yes. case people didn't get it. That's that's gonna be awesome, Brian. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. I don't think I, I think I got everything right. It's just, it's a lot. <laughs> Yeah, it's all good. Well, Ash, thank you for joining me this week. Uh, like I said, I'm definitely proud of you, and I'm excited, excited to see what 2020 has for you. And I'm pretty sure you'll be at NABJ's home, so you gotta be, yeah. you gotta play good host to yes. your it's fellow brother. It's in my city. It's in my city. I will definitely be there. And just you know, before we end, I definitely want to just thank you for everything you've done for me, um, all the advice. Um, professionally and personally that you've given and um just always being there you know you are just one person that I can always count on um in this business um and I'm 
so grateful for you. Uh, without you, without you pushing the way you push, um, I probably wouldn't have stepped out on faith as much as I did, honestly. So I appreciate you for that. I definitely wanted to let you know. No problem. You can't get rid of me now. <laughs> <laughs> That's all, folks. Thanks for joining this episode of Breaking Through the Glass Ceiling. Definitely hope you enjoy it was a very long conversation when ashley and i get together that's what we do we talk but she had so much to discuss and i felt it was important for her to share her story because who knows maybe you're out there listening maybe you're a single mom and you want to get into broadcast journalism or get into social media but you don't know how so or you don't know how to balance i know me as a parent i've learned from her Ashley's been a parent longer than me so it's been some things she's been able to teach me so I was very excited for her to share a story next week we have my good friend JL Rucker coming up JL will discuss how she's been able to create her own lane in this field in this business but how she started in high school creating her own lane so ladies and gentlemen until the next time I'm Brian H. Waters. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on all platforms. Make sure you do not let anyone set up a ceiling for your life. This podcast is brought to you by B. Waters Productions. It is produced and edited by myself, Brian H. Waters, with the music brought to you by Hypnosis. You can find Hypnosis on Instagram at hypno underscore beats.